Right now, you're listening to the Azeem Digital Asks podcast, the podcast where I, Azeem, talk to some of the top marketers in the industry, find out everything about them, how they got to where they are today, and more importantly, sharing some really useful marketing tips that will help everybody listening to this become better marketers. Stay tuned for another great episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Exim Digital Asks podcast. I am really excited for this episode because we're talking about developer relationships and managing them and speaking a developer's language. And I've got a brilliant guest with me today, Billy Gina, and I'm going to absolutely steal her Twitter bio and then let her give you a better introduction. So she says that she is a full-time SEO wizard, part-time blogger, ambitious queen, and young, scrappy, and hungry. Billy, welcome to the show. Hiya, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, very good. Full of hay fever, so apologies to the listeners, but I won't be talking much. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank you very much. Good stuff. Really excited to do this episode with you. As you know, before we get into the meat and bones of the episode, I like to do a bit of a random icebreaker for yourself. This is one question I've not asked anybody yet. What was the last concert or the last live event that you attended? And what was so good about it? Okay, the last uh, live event that I attended was the um, West End show, but travelling, and I'm never sure what that's called. Was it like touring? Of Everybody's talking about Jamie when they came to Sheffield. And it's one of my favourite musicals. I saw it when they was kind of still in the small Crucible Theatre just about to kind of launch it. So it was nice to see it years later when it's actually a thing. Um, and it's just my favourite musical. So I just had the best time. Nice. My knowledge of musicals is extremely limited outside of Blood Brothers and Hamilton, so I can't really add any value there. But yeah, look, let's get into the the sort of meat of the episode. And it's talking about managing developer relationships, something that I know that you've had to do in the past. So I'm really excited to learn a lot from you here on this. So I wanted to start by asking you, what would you say in your opinion then is the best way to manage that relationship with developers? So I don't think there's any one set best way to manage a relationship with a developer. I think the best thing you can do is to take time to get to know the developer and how they like to communicate. Um, So then you can adapt your way of communication to work for them. So I know many developers prefer not emails, but written communication. So over like um, various tools, spreadsheets, logging his tickets they much prefer that and responding like that than arranging a meeting or a call or sending them a big lengthy email awesome thank you very much so it's interesting that you say there's no sort of one like one size fits all solution when you are talking to developers for yourself I'm quite keen to learn in the past what sort of difficulties you've had when you've been communicating with developers and how did you overcome them um so I've had quite a few different levels of um, issues and difficulties with developers. Um, I've worked both in-house and agency for SEO. So when I was working in-house, theoretically, it should be much easier to push through a ticket for anything development-wise. However, they you've got to realise that in-house developers also have to manage the expectations of all the other stakeholders as well as all the other tickets they get. Um, so for me, one of the things that really works then, and I've actually done this since leaving 
um, the in-house role to be an agency. Um, I will just say, can I join one of your sprints? And then I can worm my way in to get what I want doing and know whether they are actually taking my ticket seriously or where where I actually fall in their spectrum of things that need doing. So I wouldn't try to invite myself to every sprint they do because they do them. So I've been, I know some companies that do them twice daily and I don't have time to wow. do that. <laughs> I can imagine. So that's really interesting and it's it's fascinating for me that you've got both that sort of agency and in-house experience, that sort of broad range of working with developers. I imagine during your time that you've probably come across some difficult devs. So if there are people listening to this who are currently in the process of trying to communicate or trying to work with difficult developers, what advice would you have for them? The first thing I always try to do in in one of those situations is I'll just ask, what's the best way for me to be able to communicate with you? Um, And normally that helps because then I know the way I'm targeting them is correct. Um, I've sent that many of times and been completely ignored. Um, And when that happens, that's when I start trying to figure out their phone number or a way to contact them so I can be like, look, it's important we work together. What's the best way to communicate with you? Um, Things like that. also um there's a tool that I've recently been told about and have used a couple of times and I'm a bit obsessed with it um I think it's called Fibonacci um and basically you can list your issues you want to raise with the uh, developer and you rate out of like between one and ten or something like that on your level of importance and then it's sent to them and they rate it with their level of importance and then it'll work out an average and send it through to them so they know so that they kind of get to see it on the level of okay yeah there is actual value in this and I've said that there is so I can't completely ignore it um and that's that's been quite a good way to communicate with them but they don't have to communicate with me if they don't want to um if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely thank you very much for sharing that one thing that I just thought of listening to to you speaking there so we touched on on difficult developers one that I've not asked you yet about is stubborn developers so have you ever come across that sort of impasse where you're working with a really stubborn dev who is just not going to play ball how did you approach that and how did you get a resolution to that situation okay this one's going to be really controversial kind of (laughs) it's something that is an ongoing thing for me at the moment with a a developer but basically they have no interest in speaking to me Um, they're a third-party developer as well so our clients hired us both kind of third party and just gone okay you guys talk um and I have tried everything (laughs) Um, and they have just decided to take a complete disliking to me um, to the stage of they've emailed the client advising that they um, send me on some SEO courses. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's a mess. I'm, I think I'm, I'm very close to being able to speak to them. And I think once we've had a call, things will get better. But basically... 
um it's it's been about two and a half months of me emailing them for updates and just trying to figure out what's happening and then not responding or um sending the client messages which the client then has to forward on to me um so I'm currently going through the approach of basically saying uh, well I've said to them with you going through the developer uh, with you with you going through the client and me going through the client we're both getting diluted responses um and they're feeding one thing back to me which doesn't sound correct and it's probably vice versa to you as well because these the client is not technically minded they don't know about what you're doing or what I'm doing um so we need to sit down and talk basically I sent that earlier on today so um when this comes out I'll see if I've heard anything back (laughs) yeah Good luck with that. Your answer has led me very nicely to my next question, which is simply, how do you speak a dev's language? From my experience, I just don't try to speak the developer's language. I don't try to use all the correct terms and things because um, it almost looks stuffed with what I'm saying, like almost like keyword stuffing back in the day with SEO. It's like, I'm just dropping all this jargon and I'm not using it correctly because I'm not a developer I don't know like the ins and outs of what they do I understand it enough to make suggestions on it but what I'm saying might not make sense to them because we have different understandings of things and it's even like in in development and say PR um the the term boilerplate boilerplate exists in both but it has two different meanings so it's like I wouldn't try to to use their language Um, and since just explaining things how I'd understand it if I was explaining it to anyone but not dumbing it down or anything like that I've been getting a lot better responses from developers Um, so yeah know your buzzwords but don't try to force it upon them I think yeah yeah I think that's sage advice because in my experience in the past seeing people who've We'll call it what it is. Try and bullshit. We'll always get get spotted and get called out. Brilliant. Thanks very much for sharing that. I wanted to to move on then, talking about improving those lines of communication. So if there are people listening to this who are in similar situations or who could benefit from having those communication line improved, what advice would you give for people? Um, So my advice actually would be to communicate um, issues through a spreadsheet. I found that so helpful. Um, And I've been doing that for maybe eight months now. And I get majority of my things pushed through other than with that one client that I mentioned earlier. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like break down the issue. So like if you're sending things over to them, send them the things that are the highest priority first um, or send them everything but colour code it like traffic light system. Break it down into which area of the website it affects. Break down specifically what the issue is, what the implications are. Send them even further reading on it. So um, if if you know they respond well to a certain like development influencer type person on, online, see if they've got a resource on that. Um, and send that to them um, 
and just give them as much information as possible as well as like prove what you're saying is an actual issue so find examples of that but at the same time don't spend your whole day trying to find a hundred examples of one issue because it's likely that the developer would be able to run a quick script on like python or anything and be able to pull the data you're trying to find find them like five 10 20 examples of an issue and then just say look it's here it exists it's likely at a larger scale can we look into this yeah that's brilliant and then that's just made me think of another question here so i imagine the skills that you've got in communicating with developers has been built up over a while so if there are people listening to this who are who are quite junior and new into their roles and are just about to sort of embark on that journey working with developers what advice would you give for first timers in you know starting off on the right foot and trying to avoid some of the common pitfalls definitely break it down like i've just said but find a way that also suits you as as a a new seo so i know a lot of seos that are relatively new that are really into content rather than me who's into technical and if it's not in a spreadsheet it doesn't work with my brain anymore Uh, so they'll try to communicate through sending them big lengthy emails and there's nothing wrong with doing it doing that that way um i just watched your tone of voice like that's so important um it's so easy to send something that sounds professional but actually it sounds rude um so something that i advise any new starter at the SEO works where I work is um, I say any email to a client, to a developer, anyone that doesn't work here, sit and read it out loud to yourself before you send it. Like, don't worry about feeling silly because when you're reading it out loud and leaving the spaces where the commas and the full stops are, you can hear how it's going to be read. Um, and you'll need to edit yourself and probably write an email like two or three times um and again don't be afraid to like insert yourself into that that developer's life and don't be scared to harass them because that's how I get a lot of things done (laughs) I will call I will email I will try to join calls that I'm not invited to like I'm gonna harass you until you acknowledge me (laughs) I might take that as the snippet for this episode (laughs) Um, I will be the bane of your existence um, (laughs) but um, it works and I do have really good relationships with with the majority of the developers I work with Um, and I think that's because I don't oversimplify issues because I know they know more than me but I just remind them of the implications that if this isn't right that's what's going to happen but yeah for anyone new to SEO I guess the most important thing is to one not be scared of developers because I know a few people that are and I don't get it myself but um, and two and they're just they're just people like they're just here to do a job and they want to do the best by the website as well and although you have different priorities there's probably overlap that's brilliant you've made me think of one more thing here and then I promise we'll come to the last couple of questions and then I'll let you enjoy the rest of your day. But let's talk priorities. You've got something that you need to engage with a developer on that to you is super high priority. Developer says, this is going to slot into things I need to do today. 
at number seven, or I can't get it done until next week. When you come to that impasse, how do you find that happy middle ground where there's a, a resolution for both sides? I'll be honest, a lot of the time you're not going to get that resolution. Like, as brutal as that sounds, like 80% of the time when that happens, I don't get what I want and I've learned to accept that uh, because it, you've got to remember that a developer doesn't just look at making sure the website looks nice or or ranks well or anything like that. They also need to worry about security and um, making sure, like, it's just not broken and you're not they're not leaking details and things like that um but ask just say um okay yeah that that I understand that this might not be high priority at the moment can I ask kind of what other high priority tasks there are because you might need SEO input um and that's the sneaky way of being saying oh they'll they could say something like oh we're fixing the size of the button you're like how how high priority is that though really <laughs> um, <laughs> like be cheeky like there's no harm in asking anything and like no one's going to be mad for you just trying to get a bit more detail yeah absolutely that's brilliant thank you very much for sharing uh sadly we are coming towards the end of this podcast now but i've really enjoyed listening to what I call absolute knowledge bombs on this episode. If there are people listen to this, or let me rephrase that question. If there were a handful of things that you wanted people to take away as the key points from this episode with you, what would they be? Don't be afraid of developers is the big one. Um, Don't be afraid to be pushy, like be confident in your suggestions. If you know it's going to be make a drastic change, don't let it get pushed to the bottom. Just like, make make that really clear that the issue is there um like um don't overwhelm yourself with with the suggestions you want to take with developers i know it's so easy especially if you're new to say technical seo you'll find a lot of issues to start with with sites and they'll sound like the end of the world but as like ask somebody who knows better like ask someone in the company you work for or just another person no one's going to be mad for you asking questions about things like that um and don't try to learn everything a developer does because we don't it's helpful but we don't need it um yeah and just be just be confident in yourself and that'll take you miles awesome thank you very much really appreciated that if people wanted to find out more about you connect with you on social media follow you how would they do that um so i'm basically on literally every social media platform um under the name billy gina and um, that's billy with an ie and gina g double e na um, i realized neither is spelt the conventional way and if you do want to find me on linkedin where i never check it but I do occasionally. Uh, that's my actual name, which is Billy Hyde. And again, both names are spelled wrong. So that's Billy with an I-E and Hyde, H-Y-D-E. Um, yeah, that's where I 
am majority of the time. Awesome. I'm with you on LinkedIn. I do not like it at all, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Billy, from me to you, this has been brilliant. Thank you for being a fantastic guest. As always, this is the part of the episode where I shut up, frankly, and say nothing and let you have the final word on your episode. So within reason, uh, the virtual floor is yours. Final word goes to you. SEO is fun. Enjoy it. Like, don't get bogged down. Don't try and learn everything at once. And listen to this podcast. So that was another great episode in the bag. I'm really enjoying hearing from some brilliant people in this industry. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Spotify. Please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you are using. Tell a friend to tell a friend and hopefully see you for the next episode.